It is just short, shortly after half past 10 this morning and we are joined by Lionel Makokotlela. SAFM, leading the conversation. 086 That's the number to dial if you'd like to engage with Lionel on consumer-related matters. Lionel, good morning and thank you so much for your time this morning. Really appreciate it, man. Good morning, Mr. Oliver, and good morning to the listeners. Thank you so very much for having me on the line. Mm. We, uh, you're going to be responding to some listener questions that have come through. Um, and the first one was from someone who said, I have seven accounts that I need to pay monthly, but currently we had a funeral and the family relied on me to take care of the expenses. I have to take out a loan to ensure the funeral can go ahead. I'm struggling to keep up with my debts. Um What's your response to that? What can that listener do in that time when those debit orders are bouncing back and those credit uh, controllers are calling and asking for the money? Mm, it's a very sad situation. First and foremost, Oliver, I think the, the, the first thing I need to do is to acknowledge the listener uh, for actually writing to us because that is actually a step in the right direction uh, in terms of them having made peace with the current situation that they're actually having. Then secondly, in the more professional uh, response uh, would be, I would advise them to actually go see a financial uh, uh, advisor or a debt counselor to actually sit down and really assess uh, their financial position in terms of how much they are earning versus how much expenses they have. And then if uh, there is going to be a, a shortfall insofar as the amount of money that they're earning in terms of servicing their um, the monthly uh, uh, financial obligations, that would translate into them being over-indebted. So what over-indebted means, it means then uh, your expenses are more than your income. And as a result, a debt counselor can actually arrange with your credit provider to really find a suitable position that would make you to pay a lesser amount versus the amount that you actually initially had agreed to so that you can actually uh, uh, try to have a normal life. A normal life in a sense that you do not get to be harassed. Normal life in a sense that you do not have to be now stressing about your monthly obligations not being met. Because what then the debt counselor will do is to take over uh, the position of ensuring that those accounts are paid on a monthly basis and also uh, uh, on the time that the new agreement uh, would actually be stipulated. So that is actually what I would be saying to them, the, the listener in that regard. But other practical uh, re, uh, practical uh, activities that uh, our listeners can actually do if they find themselves in that position is to actually look at their position in terms of saying, what is it that I can do with what I have currently in my position to ensure that I actually get extra income? For example, if you are living in a, a two-bedroom house and you're living alone, why not rent the other rooms so that at least you can get extra income on a monthly basis? And that would actually cushion your monthly uh, uh, um, financial obligations whenever you have to be paying your debt. The other thing would be uh, looking at other practical reasons, such as using your car as a carpool, where you are working and there are people uh, residing in the same area as you are. You may actually try to uh, lure them in to come onto, uh, on board with you to transport them to and from work, and they pay you on a monthly basis. And that m- amount of money would actually be utilized to now pay some of your debts. And in some cases, you can use that money to pay for uh, your petrol and servicing your car, as opposed to now having to uh, cough out out of your limited uh, financial uh, position. 
Then we can also look at other practical in terms of, uh, let's say you've got uh, hobbies, as a, uh, maybe you might be loving to take photos. You can become a photographer on weekends uh, for special events. Then you get money for that. And that would actually make a, a huge difference insofar as now having to be uh, focusing and stressing about your current financial position. Back to you, Oliver. <laughs> yeah, I, th- those are some interesting interventions there, getting a side hustle to make a little bit of extra money on the side to help pay off some of those debts. Um, I want to talk about that debt restructuring in terms of reaching out to your creditors uh, and, 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 and just saying, hey, look, I, I, I'm a little bit pinched and, you know, uh, making those necessary arrangements. Are there any penalties associated to that? Um, I think the very first thing, uh, the moment you actually do that, it actually uh, shows that you've taken accountability of your own actions. So in most cases, debt uh, creditors actually would want uh, to have a transparent relationship with their debtors. So if you actually first approach them as them having uh, to come to you and now you're ignoring their calls and things like that, they are more likely to actually listen and try to restructure the agreement that they might have had with you originally to suit your current financial position. But equally important, uh, Oliver, is simply that uh, the moment you become proactive in taking ownership of your own financial uh, situation, it therefore translates in one having made peace with the current situation that they are actually uh, going through. And uh, it is also important that we uh, as uh, consumers become proactive enough to actually Try to uh, to be reasonable and approach them before they actually approach us or ignoring the calls to simply say, this is currently what my position is. Are you able to therefore give me a, 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 a break of some sort in terms of paying yeah. X amount of money? I can actually pay only this amount of money for the current maybe let's say three months or so until my financial position is in a better position. And then maybe we can actually relook at uh, the contract in terms of then the original contract. And most of them actually uh, would like that, as yeah. opposed to now having to involve uh, state uh, parties, which are there for uh, your debt collectors and uh, lawyers, uh, because that actually costs them money uh, yeah. as a company. Yeah. Is it possible to renegotiate your the interest on your debt uh, agreement in the middle of the thing? It's, it's very much possible. Um, like I said last week, in any contract, um, there is always going to be a room uh, for people to actually sit back and now try to renegotiate. And the negotiation must be done in good faith, in a sense that uh, it must be something that is of sound. It must also be something that is going to be beneficiary to both parties. Because um, the reality of the matter is that uh, sometimes people get into a financial situations that might actually require them at a later stage to revisit the contract and then try to negotiate a better uh, settlement going forward so that at least their livelihood is actually not affected. Mm. This might actually translate into them being over um, uh, being blacklisted. In some cases, it might uh, it, it, it translate into them being over indebted, as our listener might have just actually indicated to us. But also, uh, equally important, what we need to uh, establish is to actually now uh, talk about consumers having to go and seek professional help from a psychologist, uh, in a sense that they would actually uh, guide us to have boundaries, uh, especially to say no to some of our family members when we are actually not in, any, not in a position to actually assist. Mm. But because most people take the burden of actually trying to uh, save people 
whilst they know that they are actually not in a financial position to do so. Mm. And later on, you'd find that they struggle to actually now even have a normal life with their family members because they now start blaming them to, uh, for putting them in this uh, financial position that they find themselves in at mm. the moment. Mm. Yeah. A second question we got here. Uh, someone says, I got blacklisted, blacklisted recently without my knowledge and the credit provider never contacted me I've been paying uh, monthly and up to date with my payment. I don't know what to do. Please help. Okay. Um, this one uh, actually is very simple. What they can actually do is to write to the uh, credit provider as well as the credit bureau that actually uh, blacklisted them. And uh, our listener in this case was actually paying on a monthly basis. So it seems like they were actually up to date in terms of their payments. So there might have been some uh, mistake or error uh, made by either one of the credit providers or the credit bureau. So what you then do in this regard is to actually send the proof of payment and then actually dispute uh, the, 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 the current state of them having to blacklist you because you have been paying. And if you are not actually finding a favorable outcome insofar as the credit provider or the credit bureau uh, removing your list from being blacklisted, you can actually contact a national credit regulator or you can actually uh, contact a credit ombuds you, or you can also contact a consumer goods and uh, consumer goods and service ombuds, so that they can actually intervene in so far as you and uh, uh, in terms of your misunderstanding between yourself as well as the credit provider. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for that. Let's take a quick break. On the other side of this, we continue uh, our conversation uh, with Lionel Makogotlela on consumer matters. Give us a call. The number is 86 32. You can send us a WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104-107. SAFM, leading the conversation. And we take your calls in this segment. Uh, we're discussing as we discuss uh, consumer issues with Lionel Makokotlela. Going to the lines, let's speak to Sihle uh, in Guamash. Sihle, good morning. Yes, how are you, Oliver? I'm fantastic, my brother. How are you? All right. And your guest in the studio? Good uh, good day, sir. Uh, thank you so much for asking. How are you doing? I'm all right. Uh, I thank just want to ask uh, something here. Uh, is it possible that, uh, uh, like, uh, I put the card through finance, and then uh, after that, the installment, well, I, I think I put it, like, uh, last year. So mm-hmm. the installment now has been increased, like, eight to 900 rand. From from the original installment, is, is it possible or am I affected by interest rates or what? Uh, okay. I'm not sure on this one. Okay, I uh, say so given the fact that I actually do not have your contract with me, so it's going to be a little bit uh, difficult to say what your contract stipulates versus what then uh, I'm going to give you currently. However, I'm just going to say it actually depends. If you had a fixed uh, um, uh, interest on your uh, contract, it would be impossible for them to change that. But if you actually didn't have a fixed one, it is possible that when the interest rates uh, go up, then your monthly installment would actually automatically go up. And uh, this is actually what we then start seeing quite a lot, especially if you are in the debt uh, counseling uh, um, uh, phenomenon uh, field. You would find that most of your consumers actually get to be affected, especially when the interest uh, rates go up, because then it means then 
they have to cost extra income towards servicing their monthly mm. uh, their monthly uh, obligations. So I'm just going to be cautious in terms of saying it's going to be yes or no, just to say it actually depends. However, what you can do is to actually go to the credit provider and actually ask them uh, to give you a better clarity in terms of why is the uh, 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 installment increased, and if it was done so, could they did they actually communicate with you? And if then they did communicate with you, they must provide you with proof of them to saying that we did actually send you an email or a letter, and this is the copy of the email. Yes, I did. I did. I did see the couple of emails, but uh, well, my, my, my worry is is that uh, as a, as a, as my contract is like six years. So now uh, that means uh, after uh, uh, as from now, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm 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 worried that the, the installment uh, it will it will be like higher in such a way that I, I cannot afford it. Okay. Um, okay. You can finish up there. Because, uh, as, as, as I told you, that uh, the difference now from the original installment is like uh, eight to nine hundred rand. So that means uh, next year, I don't know what uh, what will be the difference. So uh, I'm a bit worried. Um, if you are a little bit worried, say, um, is it possible to actually consult with a debt counselor who is going to look at your contract that you actually had uh, uh, signed with the credit provider? Then they would actually do an assessment uh, insofar as your um, financial position as it stands uh, now going forward to then see if you will be able to afford. And if you are actually unable to afford going forward, it might actually require you to actually have a renegotiation uh, meeting with your credit provider and then try to come to an agreement uh, to, 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 a, to an installment that would actually uh, fit into your uh, current financial uh, uh, position. Is that helpful, Sitler? Yeah, it's helpful, helpful. Thanks. So. Thank, thank, thank you so much for your call. So really, really do appreciate it. Let's speak to Rachel out in Durban. Rachel, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have a major problem with telecom. Um, the uh, history of negotiations with Telcom and our line is really very bad, has been for years. But the worst came on the 21st of September last year when the line, the, the uh, line to, what do you call, ground, underground line was stolen. And uh, I did not have any connection, no landline, no internet. I complained to Telcom. They came. They fixed it after a couple of days. The next day after they fixed it, the line was stolen again. And then I complained. And they, they said that they are going to think what they are going to do. And they are not sure and whatever. And I must wait. On the 8th of November, Telcom sent me a message, message saying they are not going to replace the stolen line. And they must come with other alternatives, which were not really good for me at all. So I said I want in this case to cancel the card. I the contract. I found a the billing department. They said I owed them 222 rent or something like that, and I paid. Then 
Telcom carries on billing me every month for their contract, although they see there is no use, because obviously you can't use a landline when the cable is not there. And they have been doing it all the time. Again, we came to 1,900 rate. Uh, accounts for, that they sent me every month uh, for no line at all. I went uh, to a telecom in Durban. I spoke to them. They said, no, they can't cancel the account because I owe money. They, they uh, lodged a dispute on my behalf. I got a, an answer for telecom that the dispute was resolved. I spoke about the, the accounts carry on coming. I invoices, I mean. I then spoke to the billing department. They promised they are going to cancel everything, and I mustn't warn. Nothing happened. Invoices kept, kept coming every beginning of the month. Then I started getting threatening warnings, and then I was uh, the matter was referred to a lawyer. The telecom referred it. I spoke to the lawyer. I explained they wanted me to send them the message that I received from telecom informing me they are not going to replace the cable, the stolen cable. I sent it to them, I, to the lawyer. The lawyer said they are going to send it to telecom. I asked them, am I the only case? And they said, no, no, there are many like you. Hmm. I That's... waited. Nothing happened. Accounts still arrived, kept arriving. Okay. Now it was referred to a collecting company that threatens to come and confiscate uh, things from my home. I am hmm. at my wit's end. I don't know what to do. Yeah, that's okay. that's really, really unfortunate. Uh, uh, so, Sarah, about that story, Rachel. I'm going to hold you on the line um, so that you can engage uh, with Lionel. But I want us to take a quick break, and on the other side of this, Lionel will respond. Sunday evenings are for showcasing our OGs and their tag team partners, their grandkids, as they all vie for the 100,000 Rand cash prize. Catch the 10 senior contestants as they are put through their paces in various challenges to prove that they are the coolest OGs. So, who has what it takes? Who has the vibe, the energy, and the coolness to bag the ultimate title of the coolest OG? Every Sunday at 6.30 p.m. on SABC2. Oliver Dixon on SAFM. And you are listening to uh, a conversation on consumer issues here on The Talking Point. Before we took that short break, uh, we had Rachel on the line, who's still on the line with us, uh, explaining her predicament with Telcom. Uh, Lionel, what's your response to that? Okay, uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, first and foremost, I'm so sorry to, to the listener for the uh, distressful um, uh, current position that she has to go through. But my simple uh, response to it is simply this. Uh, she must just gather all her evidence, uh, contact the National Consumer Commission, copy the consumer goods and service ombuds uh, in the uh, in the email, and then I give, provide them a uh, background in terms of what is it that she has actually done, what were the responses from the telecom in so far as the uh, conversation was going. She must actually also provide them with the reference numbers, and if she's got the date and as well as the time when she spoke to whoever, then she can actually stipulate that in the email. And she must give them about a month to actually investigate this with 
telecom, and then if she doesn't get any feedback from them, she must contact them via email, not telephone, email just so that she can actually build up her own portfolio of evidence to simply say that this is what she has done so that if then she wants to take it to the next level, then she's got that uh, proof of evidence. But uh, equally important, what she must actually now start doing is to simply now uh, record everything um, in terms of email just so that um, she can actually have a portfolio of evidence going forward because most of the time you get this calls via telephone and then uh, that's it. And then when you actually request the recordings, it takes a long time for them to actually provide us with the evidence to simply say, this is what you said during the conversation and going forward. So my simple uh, request for her is just to simply be uh, strong enough to now start communicating with the National Consumer Commission, the, uh, the Consumer uh, Goods and Service Ombuds, as well as credit provider, just CC them in the email, just so that they get to see everything that uh, you have been um, uh, trying to do in terms of actually co- uh, communicating with Telcom. But I am sure that they would be able to come to your rescue in terms of actually trying to find a, 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 a win-win situation for both parties. Yeah. Uh, may I say that, because uh, we did speak about con- uh, uh, credit agreements uh, uh, last week, is that if you are going to terminate a, a contract, if then the, uh, the, the the other party is unable to actually uh, uh, say this or, or fulfill the contractual obligation that they you guys have signed into, they must come to a reasonable agreement to simply say that uh, we can actually cancel this agreement. But uh, instead of them uh, of them having to charge you, you can actually contest that and simply say that it wasn't your fault; it was their fault. So they actually need to reimburse you as opposed to you reimbursing them uh, for for their own faulty. Is that helpful, uh, Mom Rachel? I, 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 I have to agree. I'm sorry, I'm a very old lady, and I didn't get uh, your... Uh, to whom must I address all this? To the uh, consumer? Consum- uh, it's Consumer Goods and Service Ombudsman. Uh, hang on, you want to write it down, please? Consumer and... Service, uh, consumer goods and services ombuds. I just mean consumer goods, goods and services. services. National consumer, national ombudsman. Sorry, ma'am. National ombudsman. The National Consumer Commission. Oh, national, okay. Right, thank you very much. Thank you, it's only a pleasure, ma'am. Thank you. Keep us posted just so that we know what is actually happening, and if uh, there's anything that we can do to assist, we'll definitely try to, to do so. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very you much, very much. Uh, for, for, for your call. Really do appreciate it, Mom Rachel. Uh, let's take a voice note that's come through uh, on our WhatsApp voice note line. Good morning, Oliver and the SAFM listeners. Just a quick matter here. The SAPC adding penalties to an old TV license matter. Uh, what what is that? What's the financial basis of that? Like, what what are they losing from a grudge payment that you don't uh, decide to to let go of? Um, that makes them say they can add a penalty to that like what well, what what is that based on um, I, I don't understand like what are they losing because 
it's it's not money that they definitely know you have let's say you you no longer have a tv like how how do they determine to add a penalty when they have no facts of the money either going to get to them based on whether or not you've got a tv or not thank you for that uh I don't know if you have a response to that, uh, Lino, <laughs> but I do want to say, please pay your TV license. Uh, and I need a salary. No, okay. I need a salary, please. If you're listening, pay your TV. I think it's less than 200 rand a year. Um, if you don't have a TV, I don't know. I don't know what, um, I don't know what, what I, 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 look, I only got a TV license for the first time last year because uh, that was the first time I bought a TV. Uh, so I've paid my TV license then. But I don't know what happens if you no longer have a TV, but you're still a TV license holder. Uh, does that fall away? And of course, when you miss payments, penalties are placed on that. So um, in, in any sort of license agreement contract, uh, it's not unusual. But please, pay your pay, pay your TV license. I, I need to get paid as well. Even me, I need to eat, guys. Uh, it, it would be very helpful if you could uh, pay your TV license. <laughs> Uh, thank you so very much for that, uh, Oliver. But I think uh, on a serious note, uh, we all need to basically pay for our TV license uh, because uh, it's the right thing to do. And the annual uh, TV license is about uh, six, uh, 265 per annum. And uh, if you actually uh, are not going to be honoring that, there is a penalty. Uh, let's say, for example, that works out to uh, around 10% per, uh, 10% per annum I mean, per month uh, for the uh, TV, uh, uh, TV uh, for unpaid TV licenses. Mm-hmm. So that can does do accumulate, and they actually do have a right to actually uh, fine us if we do not pay because it's the law that stipulates that we actually need to honor that. Yeah. You may not like it, but at the end of the day, we need to be governed by laws because every country needs to have laws so that it can actually be functioning. Yeah. If any if any of my, my executive bosses here are listening or any of the board members, I think we must get rid of the name TV license. Um, many people don't own TVs, but still consume content from the SABC, such as on radio, such as online, specifically online. The SABC, no matter whether or not you have a TV, still feeds into your into your media consumption one way or the other. And I think there needs to be something we pay for that. So maybe we should call it a content license fee instead of a TV license fee. I think that, that term terminology may be a little bit outdated by now. Uh, but that's just my opinion. I could be wrong on that. Thank you so much for your time uh, today, Lionel. Really, really, really do appreciate it. That is Lionel uh, Makokotlela, who is a consumer expert. Um, and Lionel obviously will be back next week taking more of your questions and your queries. It is 11 o'clock. Time for your news.